Edwards and I am alone this week. It's been a long time. Been a long time since I've run this show solo. Uh, I've had a guest. I've had Parker. I've had other guests. Amazing guests. Uh, but my schedule mixed with the fact that I am recording this at 1.23 a.m. here on Thursday means that there was just no way it was going to happen. I couldn't make it happen. It happens. I got I got plans all week on my days off, and when I'm not on my days off, I'm working. It's okay, though. There's so much great Joshi to talk about that I have no problem doing this on my own this week. All right, a little problem, but, the, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. I, of course, love to talk to so many different people about their opinions on the Joshi going on. Uh, what they think about the five-star Grand Prix, and so on and so forth, but it's okay. We have questions to answer. We have a JTO tag team match to review. We got the five-star Grand Prix giving us two big-time shows this past week. We'll be just fine. And when I say we, I mean me. And if you guys don't enjoy it, then that's tough. But I'm happy for you. No, I'm not happy for you. I'm happy for me that you're even listening. I, If there was no one listening, I wouldn't be doing this show. So thank you. That's enough bickering. That's enough going on and on. I like to get right into things, so let's do it. Also, my voice kind of sounds a little weird. I don't know if anyone else hears that, but maybe that's just me. Anyways, moving on. Let's get to the show. So I, I was trying to decide where do we want to start. Well... No, that's not the case. I was trying to decide, do we start on the Stardom Yokohama Budokan? Do I do a little bit of here and there? Not go through every single match because, of course, there was a Cork and Hall show because we always start these podcasts with Stardom. That's, that's, that goes without saying. But for me, it's, an, it's going back and forth. How do I want to break this down? I think the best way to break this down is I'm going to go through every tournament match from this past weekend first, and then we will talk about the two title matches from the Yokohama Budokan show. I think that's the only way to break this all down correctly, so let's roll with it. I think, you know, I think we had a fantastic couple of days as wrestling fans, um, if you are Joshi fans, because, of course, not only do we get the stardom duo shows that were either good to really good to great, we had the JTO tag that stole, or to me, stole the weekend in terms of Joshi wrestling, and I'll get to that in a little bit. That'll be later on here on the show. Um, and then, like I said last week, I'll finish answering the many questions we received uh, because I want to make sure I answer all of them. And if I and if I miss it, I'm sorry. I didn't double check to make sure if I had answered it or not, and that's on me. But I remember most of them, so we'll go through that. And then we'll also look at the upcoming slate of shows this coming weekend because TJPW has a show that features a very big match. Uh, and then there's two five-star shows. I know Marvelous is running. 
Um, someone else might be running. I know in two weeks, Ice Ribbon's running their big show that has Hikaru Shida teaming with Ibuki Hoshi, which should be really, really exciting as they'll take on uh, Humuko Hoshi and Makoto for the uh, Ice Ribbon tag titles. That should be really, really good. But you get my point. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that. There's a lot of, to go on here, so let's just get started talking about all these amazing five-star Grand Prix matches. The truck keeps going. This past weekend, of course, on the 11th, we had the Yokohama Budokan show. And the way I'm explaining this show, at least the way that I look at it, is it was the wake-up that everyone needed, right? Because I, I think it's fair to admit that burnout comes with this tournament, right? Burnout happens. We're watching 157 matches, or at least most of us. So so you need something to rejuvenate you, to reinvigorate you, to get you amped, right? To get you amped about what's going on in this tournament. Because don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There have been so many fantastic Great matches throughout this tournament. Some people have been out of their minds through the entire thing. And we give them all the respect in the world. The absolute respect because that's what makes this tournament better, right? That's what makes this tournament the best tournament in all of professional wrestling. I've been saying it time and time again. I don't know if I could say it anymore. You get the point. It is the tournament of wrestling, and I have loved every second of it, but the Yokohama Budokan show just creates a magic about it, an absolute magic feeling because you know all of these wrestlers are going to go up a notch right the cork and hall shows they have been special they're they're the most highly anticipated shows majority of the time in this tournament but this budokan show this was the one to look forward to and boy oh boy did it deliver so so let's start at the top here on this Budokan show, as you know, I've been talking about it time and time again. I know everyone has, hopefully everyone's watched it by the time you're listening. But I think before I even go into tournament matches, I just want to say Shuri and Tomoki Inaba looked great together. Can't wait to see them and God's Eye team more and more. More on Tomoki Inaba later on. But the first tournament match of the evening was Unagi Sayaka versus Risa Sarah. Very exciting stuff, you know, of course, because Unagi and Risa Sarah are very different wrestlers, right? Risa Sarah has the seriousness about her, the scariness almost, but also this feeling of, yeah, that's that's the queen right there. That's that's the shit right there. And Unagi, you know, her entire tournament has, one, been underwhelming, but two, she hasn't been nearly to the level that she was last year just as an overall points getter. She's losing a lot. She's not winning all that much. So, yeah, it's been disappointing for her. But my whole point is here. The match starts out with Unagi Sayaka walking down with that kendo stick looking right at Risa Sarah, hitting her before the match, and it was on. It was on, and that's really where what I love so much about this match is that 
they did it perfectly. Now, was it like a four-star, five-star match? No, 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 no. I'm not going to lie to you about that. It wasn't It wasn't that good. But what it was good at, it was good at bringing your attention in and, and intriguing you with how these two were going to tell their story in this match. It was physical because Risa Sarah is Risa Sarah, and boy, oh, boy, did she drop those double knees on Unagi. She bounced off of poor Unagi Sayaka in this match. But Unagi is so good at playing the pests, playing that person to poke the buttons of the best, and that's what she did here. And she, I think she really got Risa Sarah or gave Risa Sarah a solid match for Risa Sarah to win, but also for you to watch it and be like, oh, wow, Unagi's doing her job so well. There was never a moment that I thought she was going to win, but it worked in the end. Let's move on here. Uh, so, Hameka and was it Saki? Yes, Hameka and Saki had a match. I thought they did exactly what they were supposed to do in execution here, right? Quick, fast paced, hitting each other with big boots, lariats, blah, blah, blah. Then Hameka wins with the powerbomb. Easy money, done. Done. There didn't need to be an extra step or two or three or four or five or six, right? That's what this match is. And I, I've been very open about my thoughts about Saki. I think she's fine. You know, she's not a top-tier Joshi wrestler. I, I've i never been as high on her, and I think her tournament's been mostly, as I said last week, steady. It's been steady, nothing good, nothing bad. Well, we'll get to the core again in a few minutes. But it's just been steady. And this was, again, a steady performance from her with Hameka getting a big, big, big win. Now let's get to the big three matches here. I know I kind of breezed through those, but these are the three matches I really want to talk about. So Saya Kamatani versus Suzu Suzuki. Major match. Major match for reasons of us just being fans and being amped about the fact that we are about to see the potential wrestler of the year in Saya Kamatani wrestle the prodigy, wrestle someone who, if she had as many matches as Saya Kamatani, she would be the wrestler of the year. Suzu Suzuki. Suzu Suzuki is just so freaking good. And sorry to the Ice Ribbon fans out there, but I'm so happy that she left. And it's because I get to see her wrestle these matches. I was never going to see her wrestle Mayu Yutani if she stayed in Ice Ribbon. I was never, ever, ever going to get to see her wrestle Saya Kamatani here, Mobile Watanabe coming soon. I was never going to see those. I wasn't. So I'm so happy that she's gone from my strip, and I'm so happy we get to see these because, man, oh, man, is she delivering every single time she steps um, inside the ring. And this was no exception. Now, this match, it wasn't perfect. Didn't have to be perfect, right? Didn't have to be perfect. It wasn't the match of the tournament. No, no, that's okay too. It wasn't even the match of the night. But what it was was a taste. It was a taste of what these two will do when there is a wonder of stardom championship on the line and that's where we're going of course because suzu suzuki got her first five-star grand prix victory over the reigning defending undisputed wonder of stardom champion 
Sayakamitani. Fantastic stuff here. Uh, and I say it with a taste. I mean, it's still excellent. You know, Suzu Suzuki, it's a German suplex to Sayakamitani off the apron. Look dangerous, look terrifying, look scary. The, you know, they tried some stuff that didn't work, but they tried a lot of stuff that did work. And the finish, mwah, chef's kiss magic right there. That finish was perfection because Suzuki hits that first German she rolls through and pretty much does a chaos theory without the bump off the ropes boom done one two three Suzuki wins Suzuki and I'll get and we'll talk about this in her Corkin match she on her current pace is going to be the MVP of this tournament the only person, I think, that is at her level of matches, and I love Hazuki. I think she was phenomenal in this tournament, early MVP. But in terms of match quality and the story behind them and my personal interest level, I think the only person who's been on this road is Julia. And I don't hand the MVP to the winner unless it was last year with Shuri and I have to admit Julia is having that type of performance so I could be wrong in the end I might have to still give it to her but Suzuki's on that track right now she's on that track right now fantastic stuff between her and Saya Kamatani big shock there moving on so the next match Azumi versus Utami Hayashishida Big time match for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, you got the Queen's Quest duo here. Anytime Queen's Quest faces each other, it's magic. Anytime Stars faces each other, it's magic. That's just the world we live in, folks. We expect magic on an everyday basis. And that's that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. But they went full-on high speed here. I don't even know if the match hit seven minutes. It was so fast. It was so entertaining. And it really highlighted what Azumi has done throughout this tournament to me because we see it the next day. She's able to obviously work to anyone's uh, match style. But she is always able to add her, her touch to it with the high speed and it completely transforms them so this match with utami right utami we know she's good for her epics and you know these big powerhouse matches powerhouse shout out powerhouse hobbs we love you and that's what she's built for but you put azumi in there and you mix the both and it's just it's just it's wonderful it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, let me take a sip of water here. But the whole thing is, right, with these two, is that you can watch them wrestle for minutes upon minutes, hours upon hours. The number one complaint I had with this match, it wasn't longer. All I wanted was to be longer. I wanted more of this. I wanted more of these two going head-to-head -head because we just don't get it otherwise. And that was my only drawback because this match could have been even more special. It was really good, really worth checking out if you haven't already. But, man, I wanted even more. And, of course, the final five-star Grand Prix match of this wonderful show. 
this wonderful Yokohama Budokan show, we'll get to the other two matches, as I said later on, was the match, the highly anticipated match, especially for me, your boy, uh, was Mayu Iwatani versus Julia. Last year, you know, if I went back into my old match guide, I could probably tell you this was top five tournament matches for me. Um, you know, their their first match on day two of last year's show, it was magical. It was physical. It was wonderful. The only matches that I probably had better than it was Momo versus Mayu, probably Takumi Roja versus Shuri, maybe Tam versus Shuri, and uh, Shuri versus Momo in the final. Otherwise, that match was class. That match was great. And when you saw these two go in there, once again, you expected that all over again. They wrestled to a draw, which is fitting of their feud because Julia just can't beat Mayu Iwatani. And it was the first draw of the tournament, and it felt perfect. It was a draw that was perfect, right? We haven't had any. We haven't had any draws. We haven't had any of them. Rossi Agawa made sure of it. So, so when it happens, it's special. It means something. And that's what this felt like here. When that bell rang, was I devastated? A little bit. A little bit because I just wanted them to keep going. But they delivered one of the best matches of the tournament once again. They are full of class. They are two of the best wrestlers in the world. You know my thoughts on Mayu Yutani. If you don't by now, you should be following me on Twitter. If you don't, if you do follow me on Twitter and you still don't know my vow, message me. We'll talk. But Julia, she is one of the best in the world. She has turned this year into the year of Julia. She's going to do the same in 2023. She's class. She's phenomenal. We love Julia here. We love, love, love Julia. Is it love, love Julia? Love, love. You get the point. We love Julia. Fantastic stuff. Uh, just brutally physical. You, you know, anytime I watch either of these two wrestlers, but especially Julia, I just hope for the best coming out of her match because she loves her headbutts, right? And headbutts are scary. Headbutts are terrifying. I don't get excited for headbutts. I, I, I get scared. All right, I got a little excited because they're awesome. But the, with the amount she does, them, it gets scary. And she did, I, I think she did two in this match because she's psychotic. Uh, but it, it really did bring the match up. The match was fantastic. Mayu Yutani, by the way, she, she every year when the five-star comes around, she's not talked about all that much because you know she's probably not going to win. She's a contender on the final day, but she's probably not going to win. But she always gives you those signature matches every single damn time. She could do nothing all year, and she's really done nothing for two years now. But, man, oh, man, I just I just want some more big Mayu matches. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? I think it might be, but I'm going to keep hoping for it until we get it. Uh, all right, so as I said, we're going to move to the Corkin matches now because I think that's best case scenario to really go through them all. Then I'll come back to the Artist of Stardom and the Goddess of Stardom tag title matches. I think those are very important to touch on as well. Uh, but let, let's go here. So, Cork and Hall. Cork and Hall, like I said earlier, 
They're the best shows for the five star Grand Prix. They, if I was supposed to put what a, a weekly or not, if I was supposed to put a top five list of shows, best shows in the tournament, I think almost all the Cork and Halls before this one would be in the top five. This was the most underwhelming cork, and yet, however, it did have some really, really good and a great main event. So, like, it, it we just we, we expect such a high level now that it's almost unfair, right? It's all it's almost unfair, but that's okay. That's okay. And and I reviewed this for Voice of the Wrestling. If anyone wants to go check that out, yes, free plug for myself as I should. Because we love the free plugs here. Um, well, usually I'm letting other people do their free plugs. But you get the point. So I reviewed all these matches there. If you want to check out whether it be my ratings or just my overall thoughts more in depth than me just talking about it here. But I'm going to talk about it now. That's a point versus Hanan. I, I've been very clear. Hanan has shown massive, massive, massive improvement, and she was coming off a night where I think she had the best match of her life uh, to this point, which, again, we'll get to in a little bit. But her and Natsupoi went in there. They put on a fun opening five-star Grand Prix match. No complaints. I think, as I said in my review, the only weak part of this match was the finish as Natsupoi hit her low spinning roundhouse kick, which, you know, it looks beautiful when she hits it. She hit it against Mayu, but it did seem like it was off the mark there, and I don't really blame anyone. Obviously, Hanan's young. Obviously, Natsupoi's not really looking when she's kicking it, so you never really know. If she's going to start using this as a finish against the rookies and the young stars, then it could be a really good finish, and I enjoy the move. It's just a matter of you need to you need to make sure you hit it. If she does, and she's on something. But this match was really fun. I think Hanan's had a really, really entertaining tournament. Mina Shirakawa defeated Ami Saray. God bless. I've been very open on this show. I, I'm not a big Ami Saray person. Um, not a big Mina Shirakawa person either. So this match kind of, you know, I look at it on the dock, and I'm like, eh. Eh, like, you know, you know, I watch every starter match this year. Like, I don't have a choice. I, I, I've, I've accepted my fate, but this was like legitimately one of the first ones that I was like, I don't really want to click on this, but I did. Of course, I watched it. Um, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, the, it wasn't all that special. It, uh, it happened. Uh, but Mina won by making Ami Saray tap out. Did not have that on my bingo card. Did not have that, but shout out to Mina, right? I actually said that in my review, and I was not even looking at it, so that's kind of insane. Shout out to me. Uh, Saki defeated Saki Kashima. This was the worst match of the tournament. Not going to sugarcoat it. Not going to... No. It was the worst match of the tournament. There was nothing to it. Nothing. They did the Oedo Tai Heat with... uh, that's Couture. Um, and then they did some heel heat in the ring. And then Saki won. That was the match. I wish it was better. I do. I do. Because I like both. Well, I like Saki Kashima. Saki's fine. 
I wish it was better, but it just it was it was painful. It was painful. It was painful. Uh, moving on, moving on here. Saida defeated Hazuki to get to four points. Hazuki at fourteen, still at fourteen, and she has dropped three straight matches. Could make it four or five as she has Mayu Yutani and Momo Watanabe left on her dark docket. Dark it, dark it. So, if she's losing Saida, it's not looking good for my girl Hazuki. Uh, this match was really, really good up until this point. Easily the best match. Uh, Saida, you know, she isn't. She isn't on this show, or she isn't in this tournament to win a lot. Never really even looked at her as a spoiler. She's played spoiler now twice. But never really looked at that. She just, you know, she's a solid wrestler. Going to give you a solid undercard match, and that's about it. Well, she did that again here against another star's opponent. Really solid stuff. You know, she she failed at the first Itabashi, and then she went for a second and got it. And that's how she won. And it was, it was kind of funny, but it was also brilliant. So, win-win. Win-win. Utami Hayashida defeated Mai Sakurai. I actually really enjoyed this match. Uh, you know, Mai Sakurai starts it off by giving out the roses. Then she attacks Utami. And then Utami pretty much destroys her from there. Uh, it was a sprint. It was a sprint. Uh, these two did trade a little bit. But, yeah, this was Utami's. And the way Utami won. So she, she, she has Mai up in the torture rack uh, position. And she... Shifts her to a, a German, a deadlift German position. She doesn't even let Mai's feet touch the floor. And she just brings her back. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. One of my favorite finishes of this tournament so far. Shuri defeated Momokogo. This was a squash. This was an absolute squash. Got the job done. Momokogo had a little a- action. Got a good near fall. But Shuri's now in the mode of, I need to win. And I need to win every match if I want to have a shot. So she's killer mode. She's champion mode. She's there to win and to destroy. And you felt it in this match. And I am all in on that from Shuri. Risa Sarah versus Azumi. This is where the show, to me, really picked up. You had these final three matches. You don't really know what to expect fully. But they have a chance to be good. Risa, Sarah, Azumi, they have respect for one another. Risa, Sarah shakes her hand after this match, which was really, really nice. They had a nice, like, cute moment at the end that I don't know if if people paid attention to that. It was really nice. Uh, the, there was respect there. Maybe you wanted to see them team together, which was funny. Um I, I don't want Risa Sarah to leave Stardom. I absolutely love her being there. Uh, I, you know I do Suzu, but I'd love if those two stayed. Um, but this match was great. It, I loved everything about it. I loved everything about it. The styles clash, sure, because they're not, you know, Risa Sarah is not a high-speed wrestler. She, she, she likes the more methodical side of wrestling and physical side, while Azumi could be, you know, possibly the complete opposite. She, you know, she can get physical in the ring, but she's high-speed, she's flashy, 
you know, Risa Sarah is not that. Risa Sarah is gritty and she she breaks you down. So how was this going to work? I, it worked. It worked. Uh, this was just so entertaining. It reminded me of pretty much any match that Azumi goes into as an underdog against the main eventer. So like that Utami one, it was pretty much reminiscent of that one in a lot of ways. Uh, but this time, you know, Azumi didn't get the big upset. Risa Sarah was able to reverse as Azumi uh, Sushi into a pinfall of her own, which was, you know, very, very well done. Uh, I love Risa Sarah in this tournament. I think she's been really, really solid. She's got some big matches uh, a lot along the way. The rest of the way that I'm really looking forward to. So great stuff there. Uh, she gets the 10 points. Azumi still at 12. She's still tied with Hameka as the block leader. Tam Nakano defeated Unagi Sayaka. Uh, I tweeted out jokingly, kind of jokingly, that if I cry during this match, does that mean the storytelling worked? I didn't actually cry. For anyone that thinks I actually cried, I didn't. Okay, I didn't cry. But they play the emotional side perfectly. And this is where, you know, I brought up Unagi earlier in her match with Risa Sarah, and I said... We kind of forget how good she could still be, how how great she still is. Well, this was a good reminder for anyone that might have forgot. Uh, you know, she she can be really, really good against the right people. And, and I still think that her match for, uh, against Tam Nakano for the Wonder of Stardom Championship is her best single match to date. And then I said, this is her best singles match since then. A storytelling, uh, storytelling put on display by Tam and Unagi. They just get each other. Obviously, they're in Cosmic Angels, but they work against one another so well. It's like you could feel comfort for Unagi facing Tam, which always helps. But you know, she's not afraid to get super physical in this. They were brushing each other's faces with kicks. It was just really, really. I don't want to keep saying really, really good, but I was invested. They made me invest in this match. I didn't need the big Tam Nakano paragraph tweets. I didn't need them to tell a big story going into this. I know the story. I've seen these two wrestle, and they showed that in the ring. Unagi obviously beat Tam last year in this tournament, so there was that feeling there. And Tam... Doing the delayed violet screwdriver to pretty much again hint at, you know, I don't want to do this, but I need the points. I need to get that world of stardom title, and this is the only way I can get there. It's easy storytelling. It's great storytelling. It was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful match worth checking out. I think it's right on par with the Azumi and Risa Sarah match. I thought they were both very good. And finally, the main event. The main event of the evening, the match that I was so much waiting for in this tournament, uh, probably a top five most anticipated match for me. Uh, you know, there's some others that get a little higher. Um, and I think they both include Julia, but this was this was at the top, right? And I, I I've talked about both of these two in depth 
over and over and over again. I think I did it earlier on this exact podcast. I don't know. I'm recording. It's 2.10 a.m. I could not tell you what I've already said. I just know that I love this freaking genre of wrestling, sport of wrestling. I love it all. I love it all. But uh, this match really showcased, again, why Mayu Tani needs one more big title reign but also why Suzu Suzuki needs to win every title in existence. (laughs) And I am only half joking. Uh, Suzu Suzuki is one of the best in the world, plain and simple. There's few better than her. You know, the PWI list, uh, PWI 500 list came out. You know, good work by everyone. I'm sure that would put a lot of work into it. Whatever. Who cares? Um, They do, obviously, but I, I, I don't care. Um, about where my favorites ended up. I really, really don't. But, you know, I know they make the women's list now, and they go off a of kayfabe, but if I, if I was to make a top 500 women's wrestler list based off of my own merits and what I give a shit about, Suzuki's at least in the top 20 for 2022, at least. And that's saying something, seeing that she left Ice Ribbon. She's only been, she was only wave champion for two seconds. But, you know, she won the Catch the Wave tournament. She's having an incredible five star. Her story with Julia is one of the best of the year. There's so many ways I can go into this. She's had so many great matches. Um, She'd be top 20 for me. And Mayu Yutani would be the same. You know, she's had a quiet year, but when she has big matches, she delivers. Uh, This was no different. Uh, This didn't reach the levels of previous Corrigan Hall main events, you know, with Suzu versus Mirai or Julia versus Starlight Kid, but it was great in its own way. Um, It was just really two wrestlers who never faced each other going in there. You have the cocky Suzu Suzuki who continuously is cocky despite the losses and it's costing her going against Mayu Yutani who was kind of dominated in this match and she had to find a way to survive. How could she survive? How could she take those points? I say take. How could she steal those points? Well, Suzu Suzuki was closing in on the kill. She hit that first human... German suplex did the flip through for that chaos theory one and just like that Mayu rolls her up one two three it's over it's over Mayu Yutani stole that win from Suzu Suzuki it's like she looked like she just barely survived and you know Suzu's not gonna win this tournament okay newsflash if you didn't know that Suzu's not going to sign with stardom tomorrow hopefully the next day uh but what they are going to do is they're going to protect her in a different way, right? She may be losing, but she's losing in ways that show that her young mindset of being cocky, knowing that she's that good to beat all these people, right? She feels that way, but her cockiness is what's costing her. And I think it's a great story to tell. I don't know if many people are picking up on that, but that's what we're doing here, right? You go back to that Mariah match. Her match ended because of her shoulder injury. Not because she tapped out, not because she gave out, but because Daichi called it. You know, she lost to Mayu because her cockiness cost her. She lost to Natsupoi because of the same reason, I believe. Like, there's a long list to go through here, uh, but she's just so excellent. 
and Mayu's so excellent, and this match was just great. It was great stuff. Um, all right. Got through all that, so let me go through the standings real quick here before I get to those final two title matches from the Yokohama Budokan, and then uh, move on to the uh, Patreon half of this show. Um, so, like I said, the standings are as follows. Uh, the Red Stars block. We currently have Azumi and Hameka tied at 12 points at the top. Then, after that, all of these people have 10 points. Micah, Utami Hayashishida, Shuri, Tam Nakano, and Risa Sarah. Just the every single person that has 10 points or more, they are where they're supposed to be. Those are all your contenders. It's going to be a hell of a final couple weeks. We have some big matchups set. My Sakurai and Koguma are tied at eight. Um, Saki Kashima and Saki are tied at six. Unagi Sayaka and Momokogo are tied at two at the bottom. And then on the Blue Stars block side, Hazuki still remains in the lead. She has two matches left, 14 points for the Wild Heart. Sayaka Kamatani sits at 12 points, uh, six and two. Julia sits at 11 points, as well as Mayu Iwatani. Ami Saray, Mirai, and Natsupoi all at 10. Then Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, Mina Shirakawa all at 6. Saeed at 4. Suzuki at 2. And Hanan at 0. So there's your standings for those that may have been wondering where we're at in this tournament. The ball game is wide open. There is no guarantees here in this tournament, and that's what makes it so, so so freaking exciting as we close in on just some incredible shows, which I'll go over real quick before we finish up the start and half. But let's talk about those tag title matches from the Yokohama from the Yokohama Budokan show. Man, oh man, you know we're gonna talk about the goddess first because I think the artist I I just want to talk about a little more. Uh, the goddess match was a great first defense for Natsupoi. And Tam Nakano, right? You got Mirai, you got Ami Saray. They've been dominant, dominant, dominant in the five-star Grand Prix, all things considered. They have a lot of momentum. As a tag team, they don't, but good first challengers, right? And I don't really love them as a tag team. I like I like Mirai so much better as a singles wrestler, and, you know, Ami Saray's there. Uh, but they had kind of two misses against FWC. The second one was a lot better, but the first one was a miss. So, you know, waiting here to see how this would go was interesting to me. I, I, could it be better? It was. It was better. Uh, really entertaining stuff. You know, you just watch Tam kind of get beat down there. and She's not... She's just trying to survive. You have Natsupoi going there. What Mirai and Ami Saray do do well is they play the monster tag team really good. You know, the powerful, dominant tag team. They play that pretty well. Uh, but in the end, like I said, Tam and Natsupoi won. Not the best goddess of stardom title match this year. Not the worst. Just, just happened to happen. Uh, anyways. The Artists of Stardom title match. This is the one. This is the one right here. Uh, you got the t- you, you got the champions. Oedo Tai, Starlight Kid, Saki Kashima, and Momo Watanabe. Defending against FWC's Hazuki 
and Koguma with the future of Stardom champion, Hanan. And, you know, from the moment they made their entrance, it, it became apparent. This is all about Hanan. This isn't about anyone else. Maybe you'd want it to be about anyone, but it's not about anyone else. Could Hanan live up to the big spot? Oh, we don't have that question anymore. We know. We know that she can. The best, the single best performance of Hanan's young, young career. Uh, This is the match that people will go back to and say, you know, when did Hanan show that she could be the future race? It's this match. It's this match right here. You could talk about all her decent future of stardom title matches. You could talk about all her Grand Prix matches. But this is the match where it feels like she put it all together. She showed heart. She showed, you know, she showed fight. She showed fire. She showed everything that you look for out of just this ultimate baby face. She had it all. In this match, when she kicked out of that moonsault from Starlight Kid, oh my goodness, I was jumping out of my seat, guys. I I truly was. I truly was because I thought we were going to see FWC and Hanan capture the gold. Now, don't get me wrong. I still think the Oedo Tai should be champions, but Hanan did so, or sorry, such great work that it was hard to feel any other way. It felt like destiny, but that wasn't the case as... Ultimately, in the end of and the end, Oedo Tai did get the win. They did get the win, but man, it was it was fun to think about. It was fun to think about that possibility. Hanan's as ready as ever. Uh, you know, the moment she loses that future star title, it's a benefit to her, truthfully, because she could just stop worrying about it and move on to bigger and better things. Because, like I said, she's ready. Uh, but just a fantastic match. One of the best. Artists of Stardom title matches this year. One of the best trios matches this year. One of the best. uh, It was fantastic. Fantastic stuff. All right. This weekend on the docket, the five-star Grand Prix has the following cards. So on the 17th, we have Shuri versus Saki. Utami Hayashishida versus Saki Kashima. Mai Sakurai versus Risa Sara. And Micah versus Nagi Sayaka on the red block. Stars, Red Stars block side. On the blue side, we got Natsupoi versus Starlight Kid. That should be fantastic. Saida versus Suzu Suzuki. And Mirai versus Mina Shirakawa. The next day, the 18th, we got Tam Nakano versus Risa Sarah. Big time matchup there. We got Koguma versus Unagi Sayaka. Mai Sakurai versus Saki. And in the Blue Stars block, we got Mina Shirakawa versus Starlight Kid. Julia versus Ami Saray. Saya Kamatani versus Mariah. Big rematch. And Momo Watanabe versus Suzu Suzuki. That's the big match I got circled on my docket. And then probably the final week card of this entire tournament. Uh, Utami faces Saki. Koguma faces Risa Sara. Azumi faces Unagi Sayaka. Tam Nakano faces Momo Kogo. Micah faces Mai Sakurai. And Mina Shirakawa faces Suzu Suzuki. After that, we have four, no, one, two, three full shows left of Stardom. Uh, Five Star Grand Prix, of course. We will have two matches on Stardom and Showcase. But it's, uh, we're down. We're down to the final stretch here. Kind of crazy. Kind of insane. Kind of exciting. 
all of the feelings. And then after that, we'll go on to the IWGP Women's Title Tournament. We'll go on to the Goddess of Stardom Tag League Tournament. So much to do. So much to do. And they just don't slow down. The end of the year is stardom's time to rise above everyone else as the best freaking company going in professional wrestling. And they're proving it once again. I can't wait to see how they close out the year. Stardom Dream Queendom is coming up on December 29th. That was made official. So happy that they have their new signature event. It's official. This is their signal signature event. It will be Stardom Dream Queendom 2. On December 29th. Very much looking to that show. Might have some plans for that. Uh, review wise. So keep an eye out. Uh, keep an eye out as we get closer and closer. Of course that's in December. We're only in September. Uh, do you remember? Sorry. Anyways. That's it for Stardom. So. If you enjoyed listening to me. And only me. For nearly 45 minutes. One. Thank you. Appreciate you. Two. If you want to listen to me even longer, you got to subscribe, people. You got to subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network Plus Patreon. That's where you can hear my thoughts on the JTO tag match, my in depth thoughts of where, uh, why it was so great, and where they should go next with that type of match because there are stories to be built. There are ways to go based off how that delivered, as well as a quick look at the upcoming schedule for TJPW. And we will answer the final questions that were asked from last week. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do that, or if you're already listening to the Patreon, thank you. You don't have to do anything. You can just sit tight. But if you're not, if you're listening to the free stardom version, go subscribe now. You don't want to miss it. Uh, but until then have a good one, everyone.